Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> We're about to crush it. Ooh, I don't want to set high expectations. <laughs> so. <laughs> or any expectations. Or just do an okay job. Yeah. yeah. Kill the okayness. Yes. <laughs> we are the best at being just okay. Oh my gosh, we're so good at being just okay. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up, people. Give it up for us. Yes. Um, we are number two. We're, we're number two <laughs> or five, maybe seven mm-hmm. on a good day. I'll take 10. I'll take 15. <laughs> I'll take it on this point well I don't even give us an A for effort but because it is now Saturday we are supposed to record on Thursday Thursday got complicated quickly yeah and Friday you had things to do and I was super busy also but you know by the time it was recording time um I was done for the day. Like, I was so done. <laughs> Fridays are hard, especially, yeah. you know, the whole week has gone on and you're ready to sort of go home and lay down. So I get that. That's all that I wanted to do. And I, because uh, then I had to get up early again in the morning. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't know if we need to reexamine the taping schedule because I don't know these miracle mornings I'm like adjusting still oh that's right miracle mornings you're doing the the every millionaires get up early yeah which means millionaires also have to go to bed early right because that get up early does not happen unless you've actually had a full night's sleep Although, because my body runs very inefficiently on, like, three to four hours of sleep a night, the first, like, couple of days, like, I try, I was like, okay, I have to get up at, like, between five and six o'clock. Let me go to bed at a reasonable hour, like, well before 10. Mm-hmm. And I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning and not be able to go to sleep. So that's stopped now. And... I was going to say, your body's adjusted, though, right? Yeah. And so now I'm really like and no interruptions during the night or anything like mm-hmm. solid sleep I think I got up once last night but that was because I like drank a thing of water before with it mm-hmm. and so like yeah it was like it's been like I've been averaging like between six and a half seven hours of sleep which for me is like monumental right so yeah, so it's good. I'm, That's great. Like I said, I haven't implemented everything because I'm like, it's just taking me time to adjust to this total like shift. And so, but I'm so far so good. I'm I'm enjoying it. Yep. Good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that it's, um, you know, beginning to sort of 
become a baseline for you. And mm-hmm. I think it makes sense that, I mean, it's like anything new, like it's, there's a minute of like adjusting and, you know, and giving myself grace for not getting it perfect right, right away is right. like the best part. Yeah, grace so is I'm, really important. I feel like we have to be easier on ourselves when we're making major adjustments because they're major adjustments. So, like, let the adjusting period be what it is and not, like, you know, self-flagellation, which only is going to make you not want to do it because it's going to... Yeah, yeah, it's like a punishment. Yeah, like, so right. I my coach, I was like, this is really hard. She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it is hard. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't feel bad, so... Yeah, but I'm right. still like, you know, getting to the office or if I'm not at the office, like I'm working, um, showings like nine o'clock, like eight thirty, nine o'clock. One day I was even in the office at seven thirty. So nice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. That's awesome. That's yes. awesome. All these things are like, it is hard, but it's only hard at first. And then once it becomes yeah. a habit, then it's like, oh no, this is just what I do. And it's not mm-hmm. anything new or special or, you know, it doesn't stand out anymore. Right. So yeah, there's like, no, not very many people are just like natural morning people. So they're like, it take, it's an adjustment Mm-mm. for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so not a morning person, but I am out there at five o'clock running four miles. So you see, clearly (laughs) now that i need to work in i am gonna start doing me and the girls yoga on monday so that'll be kind of nice yeah kind of entree into that so i was like i need to do the stretching and all that kind of stuff so that'll be very good for me so so yeah so okay so this is Wait, tell me everything. (laughs) It is. It's a podcast where we introduce ourselves about 10 minutes into it. I'm Andrea. Actually, five minutes. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) We're much better. Okay, improvements. And the thing is, you know what you're listening to because you you pressed it. You pressed the button. (laughs) You You pressed it. Against maybe against your better judgment, you press the button. I was like, I guess so. I guess I'll listen to them jibber jabber for two hours. So, yeah, you know what this is. You know where you are. You know where you are. You but know what you're we'd like doing. to tell you again, you know what you're doing. You know what you're <laughs> so, this is Wait, Tell Me Everything. I'm Kristen. And I'm Andrea. And welcome. And welcome. Again. Welcome back for another week of our, uh, our chit chat. Our chit chat and shenanigans yeah. and tomfoolery. All of that. All those things. All those things. So, please tell me what's going on in the world, although I kind of know some stuff. Do because you? I started listening to the NPR Politics podcast. Oh, look at you, <laughs> misinformed. Okay. I know. I I didn't listen to it every day this week. I will admit that. But I did listen to it like a couple of times. And I was like, I feel very informed. Look at me. Look at you. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, I can't bear the news. So I was like, just mm-hmm. tell me what the news said. It's like the New York Post of the, you know, now just tell me, but just better than the New York Post. But, well, right. Like, yeah. Just tell me what what happened. Just this is kind of I like me. a little synopsis. That's why I yeah. like my little. This is a little snapshot. Just the skim, like the skim, the daily skim. I love that little email. It's just mm-hmm. literally just like a few bullets. It's a little, you know, they have their kind of bent or whatever. But at least it's just, you know, this, this, and this. This is what's happening. Okay, so I don't feel like I'm completely out of touch because I can't watch the news. Yeah, which is how I usually am. I usually have no idea what's going on in the world around me. So I'm trying to 
Stay informed. Stay informed. Be an yes. informed citizen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what's going on in the world of the news? Okay. Two stories. One of them's uh, a follow-up. So I'll start with a newer one. Um, This is uh, from Newsweek by Nicole Goodkind, dateline uh, January 19th. And the headline is political figures distance themselves from women's march amid accusations of anti-Semitism. So have you heard about this? Um, I think I heard that what's her name was protesting um a while ago. What's her name? Alyssa Milano. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know about Alyssa Milano. But mm-hmm. um, so this has been kind of brewing over the last week. Um, today is the Women's March, or was? It's probably mm-hmm. it's, it's over. It's yeah. over. Um, but um. But there was a lot of talk leading up to today um, about this particular issue and just kind of the Women's March in general, how um, this is the third annual one, but it's kind of lost a little momentum and uh, attendance has been down um, like year to year. Um, and that mm-hmm. this that they were expecting, you know, there were even some that were canceled this year amid some of this controversy. So let me get into the article. Uh, so the third annual Women's March on Washington and in cities across the world will take place on Saturday. But this year's crowds are expected to be much smaller amid charges that the event's organizers have been non-inclusive and in some cases anti-Semitic. The controversy largely surrounds Women March, Women's March co-founder Tamika Mallory, who attended the Nation of Islam's annual Savior's Day event last year, where co-founder Louis Farrakhan called Jewish people, quote, the mother and father of apartheid, and said that, quote, the Jews have control over agencies of government and claimed they make black men homosexual by giving them marijuana. Farrakhan has called for the extermination of Jewish people, yet Mallory has repeatedly refused to condemn his actions and words. Mallory, who's a Christian, said in a statement that she has been going to Nation of Islam events since she was a child and told The Atlantic that the Nation of Islam, this is a quote, the Nation of Islam was the place where most of the black men and women that I knew had been there and really had been reformed. End quote. But the organization's troubling opinions about and towards Jewish people um, and Mallory's subtle dance around those troubles has largely ended mainstream political support of the Women's March. On The View last week, Mallory said that she did not, quote, agree with many of Minister Farrakhan's statements, end quote, but would not condemn the man who called Jewish people, quote, termites. As a result, Florida Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz published an op-ed in USA Today explaining that, quote, while I firmly, still firmly believe in its values and mission, I cannot associate with the National March's leaders and principles, which refuse to completely repudiate anti-Semitism and all forms of bigotry. I cannot walk shoulder to shoulder with leaders who lock arms with outspoken peddlers of hate, end quote. The Southern Poverty Emily's List and the DNC have all moved to distance themselves from the march and California Senator and possible 2020 Democratic candidate Kamala Harris has said she will not march this year, despite having done so in previous years. Teresa Shook, who founded the original event, has called for Mallory and other leaders of the march including Bob Bland, Lena Sauerser, and Carmen Perez to resign because she wrote in a Facebook post 
they, quote, have steered the movement away from its true course, and instead they have allowed anti-Semitism, anti-LGBQIA sentiment, and hateful racist rhetoric to become a part of the platform by their refusal to separate themselves from groups that espouse these racist, hateful beliefs. Um, Vanessa Rubel, another of the March's original organizers, called I'm sorry, organizers alleged to the New York Times that both Perez and Mallory had attempted to tell her about the dark side, quote unquote, of Jewish history and blame the religion for the suppression of African-Americans. Mallory responded to the Times by saying that, quote, since that conversation, we learned a lot about how while white Jews as white people uphold white supremacy, all Jews are targeted by it, end quote presidential candidate, Kirsten Gillibrand, has plans to attend the march but released a statement condemning anti-Semitism. Quote, Senator Gillibrand strongly condemns anti-Semitism from anyone in all forms and believes it has no place in a movement for empowerment or anywhere else, end quote, her campaign said in a statement. Tens of thousands are expected to attend the marches this Saturday than in previous years. So, that is the long and short of it. Uh, what do you think? Oh, God. I have just so, um, <laughs> so, so many, many so conflicting many thoughts. thoughts again. Mm-hmm. Um, one, you know, anti-Semitism. It's not okay. Um, not okay. The rhetoric, a lot of the things that Louis Farrakhan says really do not agree with mm-hmm. um, some of the things that he says I don't have a problem with um, mm-hmm. so and I have conflicting you know feelings about him and his role in Malcolm X's death and you know mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm not ever I'm not on his side so let's sure. just say that like never mm-hmm. defend Louis Farrakhan however mm-hmm. I find the hypocrisy of some of the women um, regarding this issue, just annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, the Women's March, although they have, you know, some minority um, leaders, they have been very much co-opted by kind of white feminism mm-hmm. and have basically just ignored the very, like, you know, the needs and the issues that addressed women of color. So mm-hmm. I was never one to support the Women's March in general because I was like, it wasn't for me. Right. Um, and two, um, I wasn't wearing a pink pussy hat because I was like, that's no. Right, because so, that's stupid. Right, you're an idiot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, you know, do what you want, but I'm, that's just not my thing. So honestly, I'm not here for any of it. Like, I don't care about either side um you know wrong is wrong right is right but both of y'all you know have planks in your eye like both sides Mm -hmm. are just not okay Mm -hmm. in my book so yeah I'm like yeah I don't care (laughs) I uh agree and um and I also just for me the um you know I definitely the the hypocrisy that you're alluding to an issue and then also for me just the general 
um, hypocrisy of the this idea of a women's march and it's uh, for all women, but it really doesn't include all women because you don't, um, you know, like you're you're not welcoming women, you know, with any differing viewpoints. You're not, well, you know, like it's really very much like you said, a, a white feminist approach, um, an agenda. Um, if you're a woman who you know, has traditional mainstream Christian beliefs, you're not welcome. If you are a woman who is pro-life, you are not welcome. Um, so it's not really, an, you know, all women or all women march. It's a women who believe <clears throat> these specific things on our docket for other women who also are willing to sign off on all of these things as well. Um, so... So yeah, and uh, yeah, and then all the other like minutia of it, the like you said, the knitted pussy hats and whatever. Which I was just like, if you're trying to be taken seriously, um, even you know, like whether I agree with you or not, like that's just dumb, and you know, like it just it makes your movement look dumb and you know just precocious and like a bunch of like silly girls um when you're actually saying that you're addressing serious issues that you want seriously considered and your voice to be heard about so so many issues i have so many issues <laughs> um right because me my mood on the whole thing of the women's march was the, the black lady who was in the midst of the crowd who was like this is y'all fault right like white white women this is y'all fault <laughs> because you know, like, it wasn't just, like, you know, like, there was a large majority of white women who did this. So, I was like, I ain't marching with y'all. No, no, you're not on my side. Mm -hmm. So, not like, they're not all on our side, but, like, you, you know, I I don't know who's who. So, I'm like, I don't want no parts of this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just, it just wasn't for me. So, I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, so, um, decidedly not our march um i don't know who what march out there is my march but that one's not it so yeah i don't i don't know i, I don't know I, as my um yeah i'm not wasting any shoe leather i'm hard on my shoes anyway so i'm not trying <laughs> to waste any shoe leather yeah marching. i feel like protest is generally not my thing anyhow like i just you know i i vote in other ways like where i give my yeah money, I where i put vote. my money and where i vote and whatever who i support yeah i vote at the ballot box i vote with my coins that's that's how i make a difference mm-hmm. i don't yeah that yeah the marching i feel in you know in terms of and i felt this way 20 years ago in terms of a um, kind of an action, it, we've done what all that we can do with that. I feel like that's the time for that is over. Like, that's not effective anymore. Yeah, Especially no, to the point of, like, mm-hmm. raising awareness. Like, we don't need to march to raise awareness. Like, we have, you know, social media now. Like, that's not a thing. Right. So I feel it's more about making yourself feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, <laughs> or make you feel like you're doing something. Or saying, instead yeah, of saying you did something instead something. of actually putting your money where your mouth is. And yeah, instead of actually matter. doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
that's my opinion. I'm sure it's very unpopular. And, and, and we don't care. And I really don't mm-hmm. care. I'm not going to listen to this again. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> I love it. Stuff. Yeah. All right. What's what's next? What's next is an update, as I'm sure you've already heard. Um, we we when it first broke, and now um, the, the um, we have um, out of the cut uh, dateline January sixteenth. The Jamie Kloss kidnapping details read like a horror story. So, as you I'm sure already know, Jamie Kloss has been found alive. Yeah, I shared it on our social media. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. This story was one of the best ones I found in terms of covering everything. It's by Amanda Arnold. Um, So let me get into it. It says, the Wisconsin man suspected of kidnapping 13-year-old Jamie Kloss and killing her parents decided to abduct her after first seeing her get on a school bus per a criminal complaint that contains new chilling details about the case. So on Monday, January 14th, so this is like four days ago, Jake Thomas Patterson, 21, made his first court appearance and was charged with two counts of first-degree intentional homicide, kidnapping, and armed burglary. Patterson was taken into custody on January 10th, the same day that Kloss was found. And three months after, Patterson allegedly abducted her, shot her parents to death in their home in Barron, Wisconsin. Few details surrounding the case have been made public, but on Monday, prosecutors filed a criminal complaint describing some of what Kloss endured. According to the court document, Patterson first saw Kloss get on a school bus on his drive to work one morning, after which he decided, quote, that girl No, I'm sorry, that was the girl he was going to take, is what he told investigators. After deciding to kidnap her, he drove to her house twice, but it wasn't until the third time that he went through with his plan to take Jamie and kill anyone in the house because he could not leave any eyewitness behind. Once inside the house, Patterson shot father James at the door and later killed her mother, Denise, who was hiding with Kloss in the bathroom. Per the complaint, Patterson then took Kloss to his car and threw her in the trunk before driving her back to his remote cabin. He kept her there for several weeks, according to the New York Times. Whenever guests came by, or whenever guests came over, he would force her to hide under his bed, which he surrounded by laundry bins and barbells to prevent her from escaping. At times, she was allegedly kept under there for up to 12 hours with no access to food or water. One time, Jamie stated she accidentally moved one of the totes when she was told to hide in bed, and Patterson told her something bad would happen if she did it again. On January 10th, after Patterson barricaded Kloss underneath his bed and told her he'd be away for five to six hours, Kloss saw an opportunity to break free per the complaint. Once she was certain that he'd left, she put on a pair of his shoes, walked out of the house, walked towards the road to a woman she saw walking a dog. When Jean Nutter, the dog walker, saw Kloss, the former told people that she instantly thought the 13-year-old looked familiar. As soon as Kloss told Nutter her name, they quickly started knocking on doors to get out of the open. 
I said, oh, Jamie, we'll find somebody, Nutter told people. I know a teacher who lives down the road. I was talking calmly, but I was freaking out inside. They eventually found refuge in Kristen and Peter Kosinska's house, where they called 911 while Peter stood at the door with a gun in case Patterson were to show up. On their way to Kosinska's house, police officers reportedly passed Patterson, who they arrested just one hour after the 911 call. Since escaping last week, Klaus has been living with her aunt and has been surrounded by family members whose top priority it is to make her feel safe and loved. Hmm. On CBS this morning, Klaus's cousin, Lindsay Smith, and two of her aunts, Sue Allard and Lynn Klaus, told host Gail King that they still have to pinch themselves to know that they're not dreaming and that Klaus is back home, that they no longer wake up every morning with a pit in the bottom of their stomachs. Lynn said, it's such an overwhelming and amazing happy ending to such a terrible and horrible beginning. So that is the story of Jamie Claus. It's crazy, right? Oh my gosh. Just like a random like thing. So random. Like it's at first I was like, I don't know. Like before these details came out, I was still feeling like she had to have known this guy because they lived in such a remote area. At least mm-hmm. the way that it's described, I don't, obviously, I don't have. It you don't know nothing about that neighborhood. I don't know nothing about the, any any neighborhood in Wisconsin or in the Midwest for that matter, but. Um, yeah, the Midwest, yeah. As a no. whole. But, um, but it just, they keep describing it as their home was like in this very remote area and he just showed up there and that she was the only target. And it just seemed like so random, but. You know, based on this explanation, it seems like he didn't actually know her at all and just randomly decided to target her, um, which is, yeah, which is chilling, I think, and just so, I don't know, just know, frightening. Like, what in the world? Um, so how terrible. I can't even imagine this girl. Like, she sees her... You know, she at least heard her father get shot. Right. Um, One of the other accounts says, you know, that like her father went to the door and when he opened the door, he shot him point blank, like at the door. So like he had no, Mm. no chance, like no ability to defend it, like nothing. And then at that point, I guess Jamie and her mom had gone, locked the bathroom and like were hiding in the tub or whatever. And um, I guess he initially broke down the bathroom door, um, acted like he wasn't going to kill the mom, or maybe he first he thought he wasn't going to kill her. He, like, um, had her tape her mouth shut, like, and, like, bound her some kind of way. And mm-hmm. then I guess because he thought twice about it, like, he, she had seen him and he realized that was a mistake, that then he killed her. Um, and I, you know, from as far as we know, like all of this happened like in front of Jamie. Um, and then she ends up at this guy's house for, you know, a number of weeks. Mm. Um, and there's there hasn't been anything said yet as to whether she was um, sexually assaulted or, you know, or anything else. Like I, I haven't seen any allusion to that mm-hmm. just yet. Um but I, you know, I mean, I would have to imagine that that's, yeah, 
and that he wouldn't be past that if he's you know killing no. people point blank um so what this girl has been through at 13 um so it's just crazy like it's such a, such an insane story it seems like it does really seem like some sort of like made for tv movie like it doesn't seem like a real thing no it does look very, sound very like just crazy like it mm. is <laughs> Mm. yeah so so yeah but thank god she's home and there's like a church one of the other stories was about um i'm not sure i'm pretty sure it was her church that had been praying for the full amount of time like every day they had like special prayer services that she would be found and so kind of the church's testimony of how they feel like you know this is obviously answer to prayer and something that they'd been, you know, continuing to hold out hope that she would be returned, that she would be alive, that she would not be, you know, that it wouldn't be her corpse that was found or whatever. Um, So, um, and then obviously her family, who they talk about in this article, who clearly been hoping and praying for the same thing. So what a Mm. relief. Um, But gosh, the amount of um, love and therapy and mm-hmm. you know I mean she still has a really long road ahead of her because she has oh, yeah. seen and experienced things that you know very few people it's um, a nightmare yeah that, that people don't survive like people basically come out of these things you know the body gets found hopefully hopefully the body gets found like months or years or whatever later mm-hmm. um, and they don't have to they don't live through it they don't live to tell about it and they certainly don't have to move on at 13 um, with, with having experienced it. So she's got a long way to go. Yeah. So really sad, but uh, I mean, sad in that sense, but uh, you know, thank God she's alive. Thank God she's back with her family um, and just, you know, prayers for them as they like try to move forward from this. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Yep. So that is all the newsworthy for this week. <laughs> Okay, so my viral box, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be about the hamburger or whatever. With the <sighs> Thank you. Please. Uh, um, but it will be um, the Gillette commercial. Did you watch it? Oh, no, I heard about it. And I meant to, you know, it's one of those things I was like, okay, I have to watch it because all these people are talking about it. So I can like draw my own opinion. But tell me, tell me your take. Yeah, so I just watched it yesterday again because I was like, God, I hate watching things. Who has time to watch things? Uh-huh. And so it has over, at this point, over 20 million views mm-hmm. since it came out, you know, I guess this earlier this week. Um, so basically, it's, you know, kind of the Me Too movement and basically calling on men to call out toxic mas- masculinity and okay. basically just asking men to do better. Um, at the end of the commercial um, you just really have to just see it yourself it reads it's only at challenging ourselves to do more than we can get closer to our best Okay. so that's kind of like summed it up I didn't see a problem with it I felt that you know it's kind of like you know, when you, it's kind of this, I correl, in the correlation of like when there's uh, some racist situation asking you know you know that a black a, you know white person you know kind of observes to say something and not just let this you know thing kind of pass by or like you know just speaking up in a situation 
where when no one's looking or mm-hmm. you know just do better so it's just mm-hmm. asking men like if you see someone cat calling a woman like don't just let that be like say something you see two boys like fighting or being aggressive or bullying someone like stop them and don't just say oh there's just boys being boys like don't let boys be jerks so and or excuse that behavior so that basically that kind of thing so of course a lot of men lost their minds okay and are calling it attack on masculinity um and they are protesting by again throwing away things that they've already purchased um (laughs) and also vowing never to use gillette again um so it's just it's just ridiculous and just another case of people just doing a whole lot and um i like what this one guy said um ryan knight on i guess this was instagram Mm-hmm. He said, masculinity is not under attack. Masculinity is being redefined to not include harassing women or bullying people who are different than you. Masculinity is being expanded to a more loving space, and if you can't handle that, then you deserve to be left in the past with your hate. So, okay. th- that's kind of, you know, so I was like, okay, that's fine. And it just, yeah, it was just, it's fine. It's a commercial. Like, mm-hmm. just, it's fine. I did not see anything wrong with it. I did not see that it was an attack on anybody. I just really saw it as like, yeah, just be a better person. Like, that'll be great. All of us would really, really appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. It's interesting. I think, um, I mean, I have, so I haven't seen it. um, So I can't comment directly on the content of the video. Some of the discussion that I heard about it was interesting. Um, And one of the things that I thought um, that was um being said was just this idea that um i don't know that like it this was a a male commentator saying basically like the thing is like part of the or the idea that part of the offense that was being taken was from this perspective of um most men are not the issue right so there's you know so it's so yeah so this idea of like okay speak up when you know you see people being jerks or people being you know abusive or whatever um but um yeah that there was this yeah the sense that this company that promotes that presumably is promoting itself to men um men's products or whatever that most of the men that they're addressing um are not the perpetrators of that. Like they're basically this idea that they're talking to the wrong audience. Like we're not the problem. Mm, Um, I don't buy that. So, but again, I haven't seen it, so I don't really. And my thing is, I just think it's like another like form of privilege. Again, like I don't think men, all men are horrible. I don't think the majority of men are like, overly sexist or misogynistic or anything like that but I do think a lot of them most of them have a blind spot to certain things and just don't even like the really good guys I think a lot of times just don't see something so or you know because that's not their experience and so you don't I don't expect them to and I don't think it's like a malicious thing I don't think it's accusatory 
again, I I just think that a lot of people, when you kind of call them on something, they get offended without listening or like just really just not take, not be, you know, like don't seek to be offended. Like I really didn't find it that offensive and again that's because like I'm a woman I was like yeah don't do those things and I think a lot of men like especially if you're in a group or you don't see that as serious and I think that's part of like the whole me too um shift there are a lot of guys who would do stuff and just you know guys that are good that we think are decent that we think are like hey I like you you're 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 a good guy but they still I feel like they still have this blind spot so I was like I don't see anything wrong with the commercial like again it's not that big a deal like Hmm. calm down if you don't want to use Gillette anymore like that's on you (laughs) like that's fine yeah that's fine I mean like whatever do what you want to do with your money but if that is like the razor that works best for your skin you're only doing (laughs) yourself a disservice sir for this oh, silly you know whatever I'm just like just people up in arms like just shut up I'm just tired people of up in arms about it yeah people up in arms about everything so I'm just like everyone's just this outrage culture that's just where it we is are, yeah. it is very much uh, the, yeah especially internet outrage there's no there's no outrage worse than internet outrage which has like no bite like it's just like you're mad and then like you're living your life okay anyway so enough of <laughs> that ridiculousness yeah get over yourselves get over yourself do better i like it yeah uh, be better we should all strive to be better That's- we should all strive to be better or we could be or be the best that we can be yeah like gillette says like gillette says <laughs> that all they were trying to say people that's all they're saying is just do your best do your best i mean come on come on folks come on come on people um so um, do your best people so wait tell me everything good bad and the ugly again i kind of like that format okay um so the good Louisville Airport to be renamed after Muhammad Ali. Shut up! Yeah. That's exciting! We love right? Louisville. <laughs> yes, we do. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, I have to go back! And oh, like, yes. We everything. have to go back for the Derby. Oh, Like, God. we need to plan, like, two years in advance. Yes. You know, yes. like, two years out, make mm-hmm. Derby res- figure out when the Derby's gonna be two years from whenever. Mm-hmm. Book those rooms, make the, you know, like, just set it aside because that I feel like that is Louisville was a bucket list item but the derby in Louisville is a whole yeah other. well for me a bucket list item was um an old-fashioned and a hot brown and I oh and did we did that. all of that yeah. that hot brown oh my god you guys okay. It's so funny because, like, I read this. I was with the fellow when I read this, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so exciting!" And then I was like, "Louisville's great." He's like, I've never been there, so I looked up and I was like, "Oh my god, the hot brown!" And so I went to like just what you just did, like, mm. "Oh my god!" So can you describe this if people don't know what a hot brown is? Okay, you guys, a hot brown. guys, yeah. guys. Okay, guys. Um, all right. It's at the hotel. That's the the hotel name is the brown hotel right mm-hmm. and it's this classic hotel that's been you know in louisville forever since back in the day and 
they have on their menu this it's like it's an open-faced sandwich it's a hot right. yeah you o- can get open. the sandwich other places but they're no, no, like no. the originators of the sandwich yeah yeah, yeah. no like you want to that's you want to have you wanna, it there you want to go there you want to have it there okay and um and it's basically an open-faced sandwich created at the brown hotel and it's so like it's so there's cheese uh, <laughs> like there's all this like hot and it's brought to you hot and like a little like, on a hot plate um and it's um it's got there's like cherry tomatoes and the mornay sauce that's made like with like this really like rich heavy cream uh, there's parmesan there's like big thick slices of toast that it's all like set on top of um and this beautifully carved like turkey and I don't even like turkey but like turkey and then it's topped off with like a couple of pieces of bacon bacon. yeah so so just imagine like the best like loveliest toast you could have with like really well cooked juicy turkey um on with that's covered in melted cheese and then there's like beautiful tomatoes and like lovely bacon like all in a little like frying pan yeah it's like the american version of like a croque madame or something like that like it's so yummy i love it it's it's absolutely delicious and then it's like all like you know it's been broiled so it's all like crusty like the you know like that broiler Again, this is and like the sauce. The sauce that Mornay sauce is really what. I mean, it's all terrific, but then they pour the sauce over everything, and that just okay. Why do our travels like involve some over decadent like cheese representation? Like because cheese is delicious. Like the raclette from New York, our New York trip. Oh, oh my god, so good. Oh, we love cheese. Okay. We love so, cheese. okay, that was the longest aside I've talked. We've talked about Hot <laughs> Brown more than I've talked about the airport. Okay, okay. yeah, so the airport. <laughs> I haven't even said anything except for the title of what right, I Right, because you mentioned Louisville, and then that automatically brings us to a discussion of the Hot Brown. So, oh, okay. God, okay. Here we go. So the Louisville International Airport is changing its name to honor Mm -hmm. hometown boy, three-time heavyweight boxing champion, and activist Muhammad Ali. Um, The board voted this past Wednesday to change the name to the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Nice. Um, The vote came just one day after what would have been his 77th birthday. Um, the mayor of Louisville, Greg Fisher, um, said, had this to say in the release, Muhammad Ali belonged to the world, but he only had one hometown. And fortunately, that is our great city of Louisville. Right. And his widow, Lani Ali, kind of, you know, followed up with saying, you know, he was a global citizen, but he never forgot the city that gave him his start. It is a fitting testament to his legacy. And amen. I agree. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It is really great. Like that make, that just makes me so happy. That was another thing that we did on our trip to Louisville. <laughs> we went and after much ado, found the spot of Muhammad Ali's grave. 
um, which was not, which is no easy feat. <laughs> um, and, um, and, you know, visited the Muhammad Ali Center there. That is like this huge, oh, beautiful, so awesome, beautiful, beautiful, um, you know, it's a foundation and a museum. So the, the Muhammad Ali Center ha- like houses the foundation that carries his name and does a ton of really amazing work in the community mm-hmm. um, for kids and just the Black community as a whole. Um, and um, so there's that part of it. And then there's also, it just houses a bunch of like museum uh, quality exhibits that um, of like his whole life, you know, his whole career, uh, his, uh, both his philanthropy and his boxing career and, you know, just everything. And so it's, it and was just so much fun. just some great quotes. That yeah. Things that he said that I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just amazing. I mean, just. It was so fun. So like, he's such a big part of the city, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's funny because I felt like it was something, you know, we knew that that would be the Muhammad Ali center and going to visit his grave site were two of the things that we were definitely going to do while we were there, but we were definitely like, in Louisville for the U2 concert and we're also like all right Louisville like bourbon and horses like we're here for it you know Um, but Muhammad Ali really it was like bourbon horses and Muhammad Ali like he's such a big uh, piece of the fabric yeah yeah, of the city so um, yay I'm so like I'm like I'm overjoyed that that's what they're doing and I think it's it's a very fitting tribute um, very fitting tribute to him yeah Mm -hmm. oh I'm so glad yeah, that's awesome. So now, that's great. yeah, see, good. Now to ridiculous stuff. Okay. So Wendy <laughs> Williams. So yeah. I, again, I don't really watch TV that much anymore. But when I did, I would catch the Wendy Williams show. And sometimes I would catch her little, um, in some little spots, you know, of like her, um, what do you call it? her hot topics or whatever? Because that's, you know, again, in my line of work in my mm-hmm. um, in terms of my podcast line of work mm-hmm. you know that's kind of what I need to do you know get the gossip or whatever although now in this time of the internet you know by the time she gets it on the next day it's like old news so whatever mm-hmm. um so the thing is that Wendy really hasn't hasn't appeared on her show since mid-December hmm. um and this kind of um her absence kind of coincided with rumors that reemerged regarding her husband hmm. and the fact that he has a mistress that lives not far from their family home hmm. and that you know that was something that was you know mentioned last year he's had an affair with mistress for like 10 years or something like that and now uh. apparently the mistress is pregnant so some of uh. these you know so there have been some concerns around that time about her behavior she's had some slurred speech and apparently like there's something wrong with her shoulder um there's some you know talk that you know she may have had a stroke um but she also but she said that it was attributed to painkillers her slurred speech and all that kind of stuff um and she's delayed her return three times now Mm. um right now they were showing reruns and now they just have a panel of random people um doing the show which is again like i think i saw carla hall on there and some other it's just random people oh that's really random like about four or five random people um 
And now apparently she's hospitalized. There's a statement that oh, was no. released, I think, yesterday because she does have Graves' disease. Um, hmm. And they're saying that, you know, or the, she's experiencing some complications from her Graves' disease that's going to require um, treatment. And she's going to be in the hospital for a significant amount of time. And so um, she's going to extend her break um, even longer. So. Yeah, so don't really know what's going on with Wendy, and um, we shall cease because you know people don't really believe. They think it has to do with you know the husband and all that stuff, but you know. So they're saying that she's she's taking the time off to deal with the drama with the pregnant mistress, or just like can't deal, and so is not like on TV because she's got too much drama in her own personal life. Yes, and that mm. she is self-medicating and that maybe mm. that has led to some problems with the Graves' mm. disease, but it's more they think she's, um, again, like some, it's been rumored that she had a stroke, which was the reason why her arm was kind of, mm. you know, she has some paralysis on, I guess mm. that was the left, her left side, mm-hmm. um, and she was having slurring speech, so that's kind of the, you know, the gossip around that, so... Who knows? We'll. It'll be a oh. thing because you know. Again, someone who talks about you know, people. It's like not always good when you're in the spotlight. You know, so that's awful. Yeah, it's actually, just so... really sad. Like, yeah, regard, I mean, whatever really it sad. is, it's awful because it's like whether it's your disease that's on its own, you know, causing you trouble, or, the or stress whether it's the from, stress yeah. of your life, which is which is mm-hmm. awful like if you have a husband that's been cheating on you for 10 years and now has a pregnant mistress mm-hmm. um it's all terrible <laughs> and, yeah and, there's no good there's and, nothing good about it oh no, how sad so, it's actually yeah, really so, sad. yeah so um hopefully speedy recovery mm. or, you know at least she's getting good medical care something yeah yeah um Ugh. Yeah, so the next thing, so apparently there's a big um, sporting event coming up in my fair city. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. And really, I, a, a big sporting event. Yeah, hmm. I, I heard something about that. Hmm. And apparently people are renting out their homes for outrageous amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's just yeah, lots happening, and there's been lots of discussion about who's going to perform um, at halftime. So Maroon Five is performing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you know bigger names have declined. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Big Boy is well, Outcast is performing. Um, and they are. I didn't hear that. Just I just heard Big Boy not. Um, gray so I don't know what's going on with that huh okay yeah um and um one of the big controversies was um Travis Scott I know you don't know who that is Travis Scott is the country guy no but no no girl no um, <laughs> it sounds like a country name no <laughs> Travis Scott is a rapper <laughs> Um, he has plaits in his head and he is the baby daddy to one um, 
Kylie Jenner's baby, Stormy. Oh, not Stormy. He's Stormy Daddy. Yeah, he's Stormy Daddy. So he (laughs) is participating in the Super Bowl show, halftime show. Okay. So apparently, uh, Travis Scott, um, someone who works for him, apparently a source close to Scott, Mm-hmm. said that he spoke to Colin Kaepernick on the phone um, before he confirmed his Super Bowl appearance, and it lasted about an hour. Mm-hmm. And he said, or his um, source, his people said, that they reached a mutual understanding. Um, they didn't necessarily agree, but they emerged from the, con- the conversation with mutual respect and under- understanding. Um, so, yeah, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, um, who is a radio host and an MTV personality, Nessa, um, took to the interwebs and tweeted, um, there is no, capital N-O, mutual respect, and there is no N-O, understanding for anyone working against Kaepernick period in all capital oh okay and um Kaepernick actually um retweeted her statement so yeah so so there was not a phone call said that there was a phone they all confirmed that there was a phone call oh there's a phone call but there was no consensus right okay there's no (laughs) No mutual respect and understanding. Oh, so no, I, I mean, and like, did you think that you were going to say that there was and not get called out that there wasn't? Right, or that he was going to give you his blessing because you need that check. I'm like, I'm sure he's more concerned about his own check than your check. So he ain't got a check for a couple of years, so he don't care about your check. So that's well, and then I also feel like I mean it's the here's the thing here's I so I get you're Travis Scott you're gonna try and like you know you're gonna put in a phone call and see if you can get him to co-sign so that you can say look I talked to him and we're straight but if you go ahead make the phone call and it doesn't come out that way, then just don't say anything. You know? Yeah, because <laughs> we like, didn't have to know that there know. was a phone call. Right? <laughs> like, we didn't know there was a phone call. We didn't know that you guys did it. You know? And it just could have been like, yeah, they are, uh, you know, Super Bowl, the powers of be, the NFL offered me this gig. I, I want that money. Yeah, I took it. You know? But instead, now we all know that you, like, felt like you should get approval didn't get approval lied about having gotten it like it just gets real messy just leave it alone and you know what he yeah so again there's another he didn't leave it alone he should have left it alone but he didn't Mm -hmm. went the Uh, other way yeah so here we have the next controversy about the super bowl i know you've heard of this one gladys knight I saw that she's singing, or I saw that she, you know, she's performing the national anthem, right? Yes, Atlanta icon, Gladys uh-huh. Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to be on that midnight train to Georgia. 
Uh-huh. Um, announced <laughs> that she'll be singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And of course, backlash ensued. <sighs> um, however, Miss Gladys is your typical old black lady, and yes. the black backlash will not change her mind. No. She told Variety in response to the news. They asked her about it in her stand. She's like, I understand that Mr. Kaepernick is protesting two things, and they are police violence and injustice. It is unfortunate that our national anthem has been dragged into this debate when the distinctive senses of the national anthem and fighting for justice should each stand alone. Mm -hmm. I am here today and on Sunday, February 3rd, to give give the anthem back its voice, to stand for that historic choice of words, the way it unites us when we hear it and to free it from the same prejudice and struggles I have fought long and hard for all my life, from walking back hallways, from marching with our social leaders, from using my voice Mm. for good. I have been in the forefront of this battle longer than most of those voicing their opinions to win the right to sing our our country's anthem on a stage as large as the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm not mad at her. Yeah, I'm like... Uh, you know what? I'm of two again with everything. I'm of are two you minds. of two minds? You are two I minds. Am. You are Miss Two Minds. I am. I was like, and you know, I'm just like she, an old black lady. What she said? I've been doing this. You know, I done did my marching. I done mm-hmm. did this. I'm gonna sing at the Super Bowl. Like you know, mm-hmm. you you an old lady. Do whatever you want to do. Because <laughs> that's what they do. Old people don't care. They that do what they want to do. Lady. <laughs> she is an old lady. She, she an old is. lady. And she gonna do what she wanna do. She'll give she she done, done her marching. She done some, I I just think about um I went to a meeting with um I know I told you a story many, many times of of my college of you know, alumni association mm-hmm. and these ladies who graduated in like the thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about like the fundraisers or different things that we should do, and they're like, "Uh huh, that's a good idea," but I'm not doing it. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna do it. I have planned my fundraisers. I have called my people. I have done my stuff. It's y'all turn now. Right. So you know, I get the sentiment of like, "I'm gonna do what I want to do, and y'all deal with it," kind of thing. So that's very much old black lady. You know, kind of thing. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm like, Gladys. It, it kind of makes me upset sometimes, too, as a, well, I'm not really young anymore, but a younger person where people have, you know, feel like what they did in the past kind of justifies, you know, any kind of behavior like that's not necessarily okay like I you know my thing is like I don't think that that's like logical but at the same at the same point I'm like she old lady like do whatever you want I don't care I'm like do do your so anyway Gladys Knight is going to sing she um what was I going to say about Gladys Knight oh she had a horrible restaurant here mm, I heard about that no Gladys Knight chicken and waffles yeah yeah that it was really bad it was horrible. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Gladys, do your thing. You're still a legend and an icon, but, you know, I still like your, you know, your music. But, yeah, no. And the whole Super Bowl thing. I'm not mad at it. I really am not. Because I feel mm-hmm. like, 
Because I, no one's, most of us aren't protesting anymore anyway. Like, people still are watching football. I mean, I never stopped watching football, but because, again, like, I, it, it's not, I, I, while I agree with, for me, it has always about people being allowed to do whatever it is that they protest however they want to protest and do it in whatever like you know obviously non-violent unobtrusive way or whatever you know and so for me the issue was always you know this idea that this the whole we and we've talked about the whole backstory about Kaepernick and how he chose, you know, how he chose to kneel instead of sit and after, you know, talking, mm-hmm. you know, like all of that, like, you know, and so, and, and the fact that his protest wasn't of the national anthem, but was right. about, you know, um, police brutality and the treatment of black men in custody by police and the many black men who we have watched on video die at the hands of policemen unnecessarily. Um, And so while I get that people are like connecting all of it to the national anthem, like let's not forget that it was never about the anthem itself, you know, like it was not a protest of the song Although people have their own, lots of people have their own separate issues with the song itself, but I feel like that's that's a different. Yeah, I was that's like, a different thing. all the stuff she had, the great things doesn't have. I'm like, what national anthem are you talking about? But anyway, but yeah, but I right, do, but yes. I do feel mm. like there. I think what I think it does ring true to me. Like, I, there's definitely like a huge faction of people who have an issue with the anthem itself. Fine, but that's separate. And I do think for for most people. Um, that this that most people at least recognize that the spirit of the national anthem is the same as any national anthem this idea that we all have mm-hmm. this one song and this one flag and this one you know principle that we all support and aspire to and that that is supposed to um engender this sense of unity and this sense of camaraderie and and nationalism or whatever you know so mm-hmm. uh patriotism at the very least you know so um so i get that like i to me like her saying that and saying like i'm just i want to focus on the way it's supposed to be and what it's meant to do and not what people have turned it into mm-hmm. um like i feel like that's that's legit and that she gets to you know like she gets to as an artist and also as an elder in our community, um, she gets to make that choice to say, mm-hmm. um, this is how, this this is my stand. And I'm not actually, and in standing for this, I'm not actually standing for anything different. I'm just looking at it from this angle and, and promoting it from this perspective. And I feel like that's fair. Yeah, I just didn't. I think I think I have problems with uh, really how people are framing what she said. A lot of it is she's shading him. You know, they focus more so on the she's been at the forefront. Like, I've been doing this longer than you, so you can't tell me nothing kind of thing. Like, that's allowed. It's being framed. Yeah, but I feel like that's just a way of attacking her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that that's legitimate. Like, 
because she had because those are just facts like you know she like we were talking about marching just a few minutes ago like she she didn't march she didn't you know she Mm -hmm. she was in the industry in an era where she had to go in you know there's certain doors that she wasn't allowed to use as the main entrance Mm. and you know like she's she's she has the street cred (laughs) you know know, so she doesn't need to she doesn't need to prove herself any further like I don't have any questions about what side of the aisle (laughs) uh glass is on when it comes to you know civil rights or whatever you know what I'm saying so like I feel like people who are framing it in a way to make it seem like oh she's being whatever no it's like no that's not like it's convenient for you to make her look like that's what she's doing, but you know, respect where respect is due. Like she yeah. has paid her dues. Like he has, she's she's endured, uh, like like a real like all out level of racism that um, that made it so that artists today don't have that anymore, and you know, and and can you know walk in whatever door they want and whatever. So you know. Yeah, I'm. So I, I have one question for you. Okay, I'm listening. So, do you think if she calls Colin Kaepernick, that after the end of the discussion, there will be mutual respect and understanding? <laughs> <laughs> I actually do think that she could get to a place. <laughs> I think if anybody could have that, it might be Gladys Knight. Because <laughs> again, like it's not. I get you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just I, I feel like yeah, I feel like she 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 can have that <laughs> conversation, but she doesn't need to, you know, like I, I don't she doesn't need Gladys Knight, Mrs. Gladys Knight does not need anybody's approval. Uh, mm. anybody's okay, anybody's permission. She and I do think that there is there is something to the that the the level that she's reached um, in terms of legend and um, and just um, classic, you know, artistry that mm-hmm. you you know you, there there needs to be deference, um, and I feel like that's something that is lost on a younger generation often. Um, the idea of deference for the people that whose shoulders you stand on. Um, oh yeah, because you know the thing is, I feel that way about um, God. Who was it? Would Jay Z call Harry Belafonte boy or called him something? And I was uh-uh. like, "How dare you!" Like, and the way like the King children treat him, mm. I'm like, "How right. freaking dare you?" Yeah, like it's, so. Yeah, it. I. It just. I think it's. It shouldn't be allowable because, trust me, in 30, 40 years time, when you get to where they are, you're going to look back and one, understand, and two, want and expect the same level of respect and deference that you didn't give. And because you didn't and you dissolve the idea of it so much so that nobody even knows what that means anymore, um, you're going to be mad on that end. So it just, it's a bad, it's a bad cue for society as a whole yeah. when you start disrespecting oh. your elders. Oh, and this is, okay, this is the, uh, um, ouch. Oh. Okay. Ouch. Okay. Ouch. Not, you know, 
elder, let's put elder in perspective, but I was watching ESPN, um, uh-huh. skipping um, Sharp, their show, mm-hmm. and um, there was a thing about how all these people are just making phone calls, how Kyrie Irving called LeBron James and apologized to him for how he acted and not showing him respect. And um, basically asked him for advice on how to deal with the team that he's on, a young team who, um, as, you know, I guess their leader, they are not showing him the respect that, you know, he feels he deserves as like someone who's won championships and knows how to do this. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of thought about, you know, like how he treated LeBron and it's just kind of like, I was wrong, um, clearly, because now these Negroes are treating me like I treated you. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it just made me think of that, too, because I was just like, wow, that's um, mm-hmm. it's very big of him to even admit that he did that. Right, right. And, um, yeah, and just to kind of show, so hopefully, now he was like, now y'all need to act right, so <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. good luck on that. Right. Um, because, you know, 20-some-year-olds are going to be... He's still, like, in his late tweens himself. But, um, you know, you know, you know kids are going to be kids. Mm-hmm. Money, access, True. and... Right. Think you know everything, so... True. Good luck with that. All right. Let's move on. Because, <sighs> you know, there's another yawn. I wish mm-hmm. I had... I know it's late, but I want I want. I wish I had another apple. I ate my last apple. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love apples. <laughs> I have been really working on getting my fiber in and the mm-hmm. apples. It's a good way to go about it. Oh my gosh. And there's just so many delicious apples out there. I really I enjoy. I think it's a Snapdragon mm, apple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, the Jazz apple is one of my favorites. Yeah. I like the, is it the honey? Honey crisp, honey crisp is delicious. Those are so tasty. Oh, they're so good. And the ambrosia apple, I also enjoy. Mm. So there's so many yummy apples out there. So, but the snapdragon is my new favorite. Okay. Okay, but yeah. Okay, yeah. But we digress. Yes, on apples. Yes, tell me about (laughs) your week. Let's see my week. Okay, um, I had such a crazy week. Um, I um. So I have completely like my PTO at my job is all like wacky because I keep really close track of it, but I missed a day. Like there was a day that I took off back in November that I forgot to track. So I thought that at the end of the holidays, I was going to have only like two hours of PTO left in the bank and I was fine with that. But because I had forgotten to track that one hour, that one day, I was actually off by eight hours. So I was actually in the negative six at the end Oh, <laughs> after the holidays. So I was like, dang it. So, so that it's not a huge deal. Like we're not supposed to go into the negative, but like we make it up fast enough. So it's not a big deal. But so that, um, so I had a planned PTO day this week, um, but I really wanted to try to not use it. So what I, my manager was super gracious with me and he let me work on a Sunday. So I worked Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I was off for my planned PTO on Wednesday and then I worked Thursday, Friday. So 
I had a weird work week because I was on mm-hmm. three, off one, on two. That's always off-putting. Like, and working on a Sunday is always off-putting. Like, the whole thing was just crazy. So there was that aspect of it. Now, the reason I had Wednesday off, though, or I needed Wednesday off, was because on Tuesday night, my sister and I had tickets to see our the final of our not yet, not <laughs> dead yet. <laughs> A not dead yet concerts, and that was Sir Elton John. Awesome! Oh my gosh, which was in Fresno. So my sister and I, the whole time, for some reasons we still don't understand, she and I both thought that we got tickets to the LA Forum show. We did not. We got tickets to the Fresno show, which is by her, not by me. So it was a whole thing. So. Anyway, I had to, so I had to travel up there for the concert, which meant I worked a regular day on Tuesday. I got off a little bit early. I drove, my sister's place is like 230 miles from me. So it's basically a three and a half hour drive, give or take. And for those of you who are not in LA, it has been raining cats and dogs in LA. Today was the first clear, sunny day. Yesterday it didn't rain, but it was still overcast. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it rained and rained and rained. Like I was like expecting Noah to float by. Like it was like (laughs) so bad Um, and unusual for us. Like we usually get rain, like it rains for a day and then it's clear again. Or maybe it rains for two days and then it's clear again. So four Mm -hmm. days in a row really did feel like quite apocalyptic. And so... Um, in the like pouring rain, I drove out to my sister's Tuesday night, got to her place like at right at six o'clock, like jumped out of the car, went into her house, changed out of my work clothes into like my like concert outfit. And then like we got back in her car and went to a quick get, get a quick bite to eat and then went to the concert. The concert was amazing. I just of course I, it's just amazing. Like he's 71 years old. This is his farewell tour. He has so, like, his catalog of songs is so extensive that he was able to play over two and a half hours straight with three wardrobe changes, mind you. Of course. Um, no intermission, no nothing. And, um, and, and, and still, like, there are still songs that, like, he left out, you know, that, that, didn't make the cut for the playlist because they're so he has so much to choose from he did mostly hits but he also did a lot of like other songs that are a little more obscure if you're not a fan of his you might not know them kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. it was great like he's just it was so worthwhile and so worth the trouble and everything like it was amazing um and to know that this is his farewell tour like it just was very satisfying to be like i saw i saw elton john in concert you know so, so it started off with, with that, um, and then spent the night at my sister's Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, hung out, like just slept in a little bit, hung out a little bit, but then it was like, okay, let me hit the road and get back home. Because as you are well aware, I have, I teach Bible studies on Wednesday night, so I had to get home on Wednesday so that I could mm-hmm. get to Bible study Wednesday night, still pouring rain in LA. Actually that my ride out of the, out from my sister's was fine for the first hour and a half in the middle and the minute I got into the grapevine, it started raining again and it rained all the way from the grapevine all the way home. I was home for like maybe like two hours and then got back in the car and drove to Bible study. So, and raining, raining, raining the whole time. Um, 
So it's just been a very long week. Like it just has felt very nonstop. And then I, you know, and then Thursday I went back to work for a regular day. Friday I went back to work for a regular day. So um, all worthwhile, super happy. I got to see Elton John in concert, had a great time. Um, And then, um, and it has just been a busy week of like being out like Thursday. Oh, oddly enough, Thursday, my sister came to LA because she Which has, is so crazy. It was just so crazy. She was here. And that's part of the reason we thought, I think it lended itself to our illusion that we had bought concert tickets for the forum or that it was the LA concert that we were going to see because, you know, at, we were like, okay, you'll come here for the concert. Then you'll stay for your convention that she was attending, you know? But that's not what happened. That was not how it happened at all. So I went up there. I came back. She came down the next day. She stayed at, you know, she stayed at the convention center. She's actually done now. But since she was in town on Thursday, I went and met up with her on Thursday and hung out with her at the convention center. And then we went out to dinner because um, it's Dine LA this week. For those of you in LA, um, we have Dine LA like three or four times a year. Um, so it was Winter Dine LA. Um, so we went to the factory kitchen, which is amazing. Mm, so good. So good. And I had, I did order, from, I ordered the Dine LA menu. Um, and I still have some leftovers of the pork belly. That's so good. Mm. Um, so went out to dinner with her on, and her friends, like uh, two of her, uh, her gal pals from uh, her uh, business that she does. And then, um, so we did that. Then we, <laughs> um, and then yesterday, one of my girlfriends from work who used to work at my hospital and now works at our sister hospital, we'd been saying we wanted to get together for happy hour. And she was like, are you available Friday? And I was like, well, I actually am open Friday. So then I went out Friday night. So I rarely have this many nights out, this much like this many like engagements in a week, um, this much driving. Like I just feel like so today was just like chill. The only thing I did today was go to my knitting class, um, which I, I really enjoy. I really, really like it. I didn't go last week again because mm-hmm. it was raining and I was tired. I didn't want to go anywhere. But this week I was there and my our, our mutual friend. From um, church, like I look up, like we had already started class and um, I had my, because I got there right after one and all the chairs were taken except for the chair that has the, had the back to the door. You know, I hate sitting with my back to the door, mm-hmm. um, but I had to sit there. There was no other seat. So I was like, fine. So I sat down, we were all like starting to work on our projects and she was teaching us about, uh, the teacher was teaching us about, um, uh, how to read a fabric label, uh, not fabric, what's it called? A yarn label. Um, mm-hmm. So she was teaching us about that and we we're talking about that. And then someone came in and she was like, oh, okay, you guys, let me find the extra chairs. Everybody like squeeze in around the table a little bit, make some room. So I'm like, you know, I can't, I didn't turn around to see who it was. Like I was just like moving. Um, and then when I look up, it's my friend Alicia. So that was cool. Um her and her mom, actually. So I got to meet Aww, her mom. Oh, that's sweet. So cute. Like, apparently, it's her mom's uh, was on her mom's bucket list to learn how to knit. Aww. So she got her these classes and they've been doing them, you know. So I was like, great. So 
we sat together and got to catch up and talk. And then the teacher um, checked my work. Apparently, I've been doing one stitch wrong all along. So I had to relearn it. <laughs> but that was good. I'm glad I checked back in before I got much further. So I'm still like only like, you know, an, a tenth of the way or maybe an eighth of the way through my scarf. And then today she started me on a new project. And I am making a little hat. Hmm. A pussy hat? No, it is. I promise you. Mm-hmm. It is not a pussy hat. Because that's just silly. Well, um, are you making a hat for who? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a hat for me. I'm going to make myself a little knit cap. Okay. Good for I'm you. Just, it's my disguise. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, it's going to be like your um, tenement house hat. <laughs> it's going to be my tenement house hat. Um, yeah, so it's just another project and another way to like, you know, learn some different stitching. This one, it's different because instead of doing like a whole roll of a whole knit row and then a pearl row and a knit row and a pearl row, I'm doing um, the first 10 rows you knit two stitches, purl two stitches, knit two, purl two, knit two, purl two, and you do that for 10 rows. Mm -hmm. And so that's actually, it's much more challenging than being like, oh, this whole row is all knits and this whole row is all purls and then switching and alternating back and forth. Um, So it was like, it was more challenging, but fun. And I picked out like a a really pretty blue um, yarn um, for my little hat that I'm making myself. Um, so yeah, so it was just like, okay, I'm starting a new project. Of course, you know, I mean, part of their thing is like, you know, do you want to start a new project? Great. Pick out mm-hmm. supplies because you spend money and pick out more supplies, you know? So, um, but whatever, I spent like 25 bucks or something on my new supplies and make myself a little hat, keep working on my scarf. Um, and I got to see my friend Alicia who I was like, I never see you. So, um, so yeah, so it's been a cool week. Like it's it's been crazy and I'm definitely glad like today I like slept in. Um had breakfast, like kind of leisurely breakfast or whatever and just, you know, like I said, the only thing I did was go to class and came on home. Had some leftovers and now and now this. So it's 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 all good. What about mm-hmm. you? What's going on with you? Oh my god, it was a busy and stressful week in real estate. Um <laughs> as I've told you offline, I like literally like got home yesterday and had a closing that I just did not think was ever going to close. I've mm-hmm. been dealing with this since May. Mm-hmm. Um and not like it hasn't been listed since May. It's been listed since like late October, but like just this client since May. It's just it was just uh, hard, a very just stressful, just difficult thing. It's still you know not completely over. It's closed, but he's still there's still some work to be done. Jeez, oh, so, they so, stressed me out, and I wasn't even involved in the transaction. Right. So I literally just got. Like, I didn't even, you know, I was doing other things because it kind of closed, you know, unexpectedly. So I had other things to do. Didn't, I was like, I don't need to be there uh, for my mental state. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, you know, had some other things to do that I did and, um, you know, got the, you know, kind of email that it was all done. And mm. I was just like, I was like, 
I did some more work that I had to finish up and I literally just came home. I went to the refrigerator. There was <laughs> one like um Stella cider mm. in the fridge. Nice. I popped that baby open, <laughs> drank like the whole thing. Powerful like, there. Yes, like took it to the head and like <laughs> laid out for a second then I got up a little later and like actually cooked like a pasta dish like put some mm-hmm. pasta mm-hmm. and had my um <laughs> LaCroix <laughs> not LaCroix oh god because I, I love sparkling water and oh my god I had such got such a deal on this like pack of LaCroix that I just couldn't pass mm-hmm. up no okay and so it it's fine again like it smells like the fruit it's supposed to be but just tastes like soda water anyway it's very strange mm. it's the essence of fruit so mm-hmm. that was kind of thing so it was just like stress again like I talked about the top you know continuing my miracle mornings and getting up and mm-hmm. all that but can I just tell you but besides you know um you know, like some great real estate things happening for me this week. Mm-hmm. And thank God for being busy. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that brought joy to me this okay. week was like once a week, I've like, you know, I guess in the past couple of weeks or so, once a week, I'll go to Publix and get some fried chicken wings because oh. I don't feel like cooking or I'm tired, but I was like, I want some chicken wings and it's like a little four chicken wing whole wings for three sixty-five or something like that. So like it's mm, a deal. Yeah, and like it's everything Publix does is just the tops. It's great. <laughs> so <laughs> last week I went in there, got my wings, little old man behind the counter, and I got home, opened my wings, and I was like, wait. I have an extra piece of chicken. And so I was like, no. Okay, whatever. So then I went in this week and I was so sad because like I got off work like so late. Like it was like eight o'clock that he had closed mm-hmm. the little counter down. Oh no. And so I was like, no, but my chicken. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll come back another day. So my chicken day got pushed back. So okay. I went to go get my little chicken and he was there. And again, I went home to go eat. And again, I had an extra wing in my thing. And so I was like, well, look at God. That little man. Not look at God. (laughs) He gives me an extra wing every time I go. And so I. this little man? Oh, like probably in his late 60s. Oh. Yeah. And so I was telling uh, the fella this, and he was like, what? He's like, oh, somebody tried to stake some claims or something. <laughs> like, I think he is. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to make my way into her heart with chicken wings. One chicken, and one was... extra chicken wing at a time. <laughs> and you know what? It's not such a bad It's strategy. not a bad idea. <laughs> it's not a bad idea at all. No. I was like, hey, you know what? I was like, he may be on to something because, you know, you keep giving me an extra wink, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm gonna like, I was like, I'll give you a little wink. Yeah. So, I might feel I was, like I owe you a little something. Yeah, I was like, thank you. Because I was like, and I think it's like a thing he does because somebody was in the sandwich line and it was like, 
hey unk how you doing i was like oh he got mm. all the ladies mm-hmm. like yeah. giving them a little a little extra whatever yeah. some people get an extra slice of cheese yeah right so i was like oh my god i love him oh so, my gosh yes thank you. as long as you keep giving me my extra chicken we good oh oh i'm saying so i'm like so thank you little man at, at the public public <laughs> jelly counter for my extra mm. wing a sister appreciate you you know i love yeah. it mm-hmm. so yeah that like yeah of all the great things that happened this week like that like made my day i love that it's a little thing <laughs> it is and i took like a nice little drive like um so we went to warner robbins um one day this week and we took the back roads which i would never do by myself <coughs> uh-huh just because Georgia. So I um Please Yeah, don't. so yeah, we took the back roads. It was just so peaceful and nice. And there are all these little places I always say I want to stop when I pass by, like, you know, going back and forth. But I was like, I never have time or like I'm like, oh, I don't want to go by myself. I don't know. So we stopped in this little town. It had this cute little post office and it literally had a general store. Um, and it had like a farm and a retail place. We stopped there. They weren't even open. I was like, isn't this a blip? I was like, all this time I've been trying to come to this little farm. But I think it has something to do with the fact that the rain has messed up the pecan Mm. harvest. So that's, I read about it after. Oh, okay. And so I was like, oh, so I guess that's why. So, yeah, there's like a pecan, like a problem with the harvest. Like it wiped out like a large percentage. Of the oh, harvest. that's unfortunate. So, yeah. So hmm. I was like, oh, because I thought I was going to give me some fresh pecans on the side of the road, come home and make some pralines. And mm, yeah, yeah I, I know I had all kind of plans, but hopefully. I'll be going to New Orleans next month. I'm still trying to make that happen too. What's in New Orleans? A real I mean, estate, real estate. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I still think. Okay, that's right. You do tell me this. I still think it's funny that there's a and I mean any kind of convention. I know there's lots of conventions that are held in New Orleans, and I'm always like, really, like it's like you know there's a ton. It's of, like Vegas. It's like Vegas. I was just gonna say it's like you know there's a ton of conventions that are held in Vegas, and I'm always like, for real, really, okay, you know, less. I mean, <laughs> Most conventions, they have them in places where there's stuff to do, where there's fun. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, you you have your meetings during the day, but the nighttime is usually partying, drinking, networking. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about going to this real estate convention because that's... Because real estate agents on a normal day are off the chains. Um Right. Especially your little, all your people, all your people are a hoot. Oh my God, they're so funny. I'm so mad still that I missed the impromptu happy hour we had at the office like last month because I had to go work. I had to have some showings (laughs) and I was like, then I'm just going home. But OMG, like some little Facebook live video showed up and I was like, okay, these are the tame parts. I was like, I love you guys. I can't even write amazing um yeah so yeah just a group of little older black ladies singing if you think you're lonely now 
weather <laughs> till tonight. So I was like, Lord, they just feeling that a little too much. Man, so. a little too much, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little singing it a little too directly, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. speaking of trips, I have another development when you're ready. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm just talking. Um, so my sister and my brother-in-law have been talking about doing this, um, taking this class, uh, well, my brother-in-law specifically, because so he's working on his uh, doctorate of ministry. Mm-hmm. He and I both have a master's in theology, both from both of us have it from Fuller Seminary. He's um, currently working on his demon, doctorate of ministry, and he's doing the online program. Um, and so there's this course that's offered in the demon program that's um, uh, basically um, a C.S. Lewis course. And because it's a C.S. Uh-huh. Lewis course, it's offered in London. Uh so we've he's uh, so he mentioned it a while ago, and I was like, yeah, I'm down. Like I was like, I want to, I want to go too, because I as a as an alumni, I can audit a course for a discounted mm. rate. They used to be you could audit a course for free, but Fuller's struggling, so now you can audit a course mm-hmm. for like a discounted rate, um, which is really pretty discounted because usually I think auditing a course is like five hundred dollars, but you can audit this course for like a hundred dollars. What once a year. In a calendar year, you're allowed to audit at the discounted rate or whatever. Okay. So anyway, we've been talking about it, talking about it. I looked it up. I emailed the girl to be like, so, you know, is this something I could sign up for? You know, here's, you know, this is what my brother-in-law is doing. This is what I've done already, you know. And when I went, when I went 10 years ago. Um, oh, my God. It's been 10 years. Hasn't it? No, oh. 2010. It was 2010. So it was almost, well, almost. It'll be nine years. Oh, July. my God. I cannot believe. Oh, my God. We've known each other for a long time. Okay, go on. That was long. We'd already known each other at that point. I know. Because I was like, but just thinking like that's been so long. I was like, gosh, we've known each other for a long time. Okay, anyway, go on. Yes. Um, so, You're yeah. Like, so Every time. Yes. Yeah, every time cool. we do this. I don't mm-hmm. understand. So, um <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, you know, so I confirm, you know, that I could do it or whatever. So um, finally, uh, my brother-in-law had been looking at air, you know, air travel. Um, and he had found this really great rate for a nonstop flight L.A. to Heathrow. And it was like basically $500 on New Zealand air. So... Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, you know, so he finally, he made a few calls and confirmed that everything was cool and that we had the dates correct. The dates weren't going to change or whatever. So we're like, okay, whatever, check, check, check. And I was like, all right, we'll book the tickets. At first he went on. When he went back on, he couldn't find the rate. Like he could, like it looked like it had gone up. But then somehow he figured it out and it worked out. So mm-hmm. we are going to the United Kingdom in September awesome yeah so i'm really excited it's basically gonna be like 10 10 11 days um of, of from start to finish um and then the class will be you know during the weekday and i get to audit it so i don't have to do anything but like the people who are taking it for credit like my brother-in-law have to read something like 4500 words of the uh, signed text you have to have read it already before you get there mm-hmm. but 
three fifteen hundred words. <laughs> so I was like, terrific. And I ain't gotta mm-hmm. write nothing. I ain't gotta present nothing. I just gotta show up. So I love auditing courses. Like when I did it last time, I was like, this is how all school should always be. <laughs> there was like no pressure, no drama. I just like read and listen and participate in the discussion it's the best thing ever um and I'm not worried about a grade or whatever I'm just like it's it's great I was like I I will forever audit courses because this is so much fun so yeah so that's the deal awesome fun fun, fun, fun. but yeah that's where I got that of cheap flight I had to London that time New Mm. Zealand area they have like occasionally like really reasonable prices yeah, well, that was great because especially mm-hmm. nonstop from LA, mm-hmm. um, to be five hundred dollars, that's like pretty outstanding. So, um, so yeah, so it's like now an official thing because you know we've like I said we've talked about it, tossed it around, checked, double checked, you know, and um, now it's actually happening. So, <laughs> yay! So exciting! So. Yeah, so, and by then I'll have PTO. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. So, yeah, that's basically everything. I mean, I think we really have talked about everything. Yeah, we have. And now I'm looking at um, silent retreats. Uh, yeah, I want to do another silent retreat. Yeah, I can't do one as long as you did one. You did it over how many days? So, seven days? Eight days. Yeah, I'm looking at like a three-night, two-night Lent retreat. Oh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Lent's a great time. Yeah, yeah I think that's... I, I can do that one. Mm-hmm. It's probably the two-day that's probably my um, limit. <laughs> you would be better at it than me. You are actually an introvert. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you think it would be hard for you. Not to talk, but not to have screens would be my challenge. Well, that was my, ch- that's everybody's challenge, though. Yeah, I guess so. But that's yeah, me not, not talking unique. to anybody, that's honestly not easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you'll be, like, you'd be great at not talking. Especially, I said, like, I would only have problems if it was someone, because Vanessa said she wanted to do it. And, like, that mm-hmm. would only be a problem for me because I would want to talk to her. But, like, if no, I don't know anybody there, like, oh, God, I hate talking to strangers, which is great in my line of work, but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's hysterical. Hmm. Oh, my word. That's terrific. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's get off phone, because my, they just told me I need to be sleeping less than 15 minutes. Oh, well, get to it. Hop to it. Get in the bed. I am already, I've been in the bed, so. Same. (laughs) All right, well, this episode will be up shortly, because I am going to post immediately. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of Wait. Tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) If you could just go with the flow. I didn't know what you were doing. Okay. Oh my God. Help All me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you guys next week. No, we won't see them. We'll oh, we'll see them. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye.
Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at waittellmeeverything at gmail.com.